Hey everyone, and welcome to Drinks and Dice. We're a small group of friends and family who have been playing Dungeons and Dragons together via Zoom for a few years, and have recently decided to start recording and broadcasting our play sessions. The intent behind the broadcast are to help our players remember what happened and catch up on content they might have missed, as well as provide entertainment for all of our children. If you're not one of the members of Drinks and Dice or their children, then you're still welcome, and I hope you enjoy listening along with our adventures. I should note a small disclaimer. Audio issues continue to plague our group, and we're working to get better and better each week. So if you're enjoying the story, hang in there. Audio quality will improve over time. With all that said, let's jump right into this week's adventure on Drinks and Dice. Welcome back, everybody. Um, last week was disappointing evening for the DM, but a successful evening for the party. You guys had a great experience uh, as I continue to get pummeled by bad dice rolls, and um, you guys continue to ask just the right questions to get a certain robot to give you a little bit of information that uh, you needed. He's a friendly, helpful little robot, but um, uh, approached the mansion and were greeted by the um, robot-like uh, guardian, who uh, seemed to have only a few pre-scripted responses. Uh, upon mentioning that you were friends of Theo, uh, he gave you a key. Um, key was uh, labeled Treasury. Uh, <coughs> And uh, then you then you asked him to take you there, take the vault. He was labeled vault. Uh, you asked him to take you there, and he said sure. So he took you there, um, and he took you down the hall into this room uh, with a giant mirror on the one side. Um, and you started looking around and inspecting the room. You were attacked by a couple of spiders who seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, upon dispatching the spiders. And a natural 20 on a lockpick roll, uh, you were able to open the back door, what you assume was the vault. Uh, upon opening that door, you were greeted by a terrifying to some, especially Luth, uh, voice uh, as it approached the stairwell and ascended the stairs. Um, this uh, form, this this form that the, the, the young girl that I guess I left out the fact and found a young girl tied up in the kitchen, uh, rescued that girl, and, and brought her in. She was mumbling about a, a boogeyman of some kind. Um, and when she heard the voice, she, she woke up, heard the voice, and said, that was him, and then passed out again. So you're assuming that whatever this creature is, this is the boogeyman from her dreams. Um, ascended the stairs, and in just a few short rounds of combat with very minor um, casualties on your part, uh, the Oni was defeated. Upon uh, killing this creature, it shifted into another shape, a larger shape, uh, and collapsed on the stairs. Looking for a safe place to rest, you guys ventured back down the hall and into a sitting room uh, of sorts, uh, filled with chairs and bookshelves. That is where we left off last week. Any additional comments?
called the ones we lost. No idea where it's from. Sorry, what did you say? The, the name of the song. Oh. <laughs> Looking it up. I love a good soundtrack. <laughs> the ones we lost. So, Lord Saxon's spent some time, I think he did an investigation check or something, looking at the um, furnishings of the room, and the, there's painting, um, and the tapestry, and um, so after, after glancing at this for a few, just a minute or so, he says, I must say, this home appears to be, to, appears to me to be most shabbily furnished. If I'm not very much mistaken, I do believe the owner to be a, a bachelor, as a noblewoman would surely have much better taste at what Dolomite, what, what are you mumbling about? Upon my word, the settee appears to have become most aggressive. <laughs> settee needs to be in the title. <laughs> and just at that moment, the couch seems to be absorbing and wrapping itself around dolomite um pseudopods come out of nowhere and start wrapping and, and capturing him and sucking him into itself uh the other couch in the room turns a big smiley toothy molly grin the you glowing and saxon and the large sofa across the room turns uh towards you luth and Celise, um and is quite large. Uh, the one, the, the, the larger sofa is is a much larger being, or whatever this is. Um, Dolomite is grappled now inside of what used to be a sitting chair, um, and I'm gonna have everyone go ahead and roll a new initiative. That's fitting. Dolomites was a three. <laughs> Saxons was a seventeen. All right. So let me just run down the list. Celise. You're good. Oh, sorry, I thought we were muted. Twenty, not natural. Twenty. Okay. Dolomite was a three. You said. Uh, Zephay. Thirteen. Thirteen. Saxon. Seventeen. Seventeen. Lowen. 19. Luth. 13. 13. All right. Uh, Celise, you have a higher deck score than I do, so you are first to act. So we have retreated to this room and we're just standing near this furniture and it's suddenly becoming animated and attacking us. Uh, Dolomite sat on it and mm -hmm. um, it came to life and started eating him and as it did that, the other two sofas did uh, the same. And I'm seeing two icons, but there are three sofas. Dolomite is grappled by, he's on top of one. Uh, 
right, so I'm going to sort of pull away in horror, not not actually moving, but just bodily pulling away in horror at the concept that anything could be amiss with the furniture. And there's this like really shocked and horrified look on, look on Salisa's face and instinctually grabbing for my quarterstaff and implementing a two-handed attack with my quarterstaff. Okay. I have a 23 to hit. And you're attacking the larger one directly in front of you, right? Yes, sir. Okay, that hit. Control damage. Damage is all of five points. All right. And for my second attack, repeating the same. That is a 22 to hit. Also hits. And that is 11 points of damage. Nice. Great. And for my bonus action, an unarmed strike. And that is a 10 to hit. Right. Great. Lots of damage there. Good turn. Anything else? Uh, 10 does not hit, correct? Oh, I thought you said 10 damage. 10 does not hit, no. That was just 10 to hit, no So I, I surprisingly, shockingly find myself beating a piece of comfortable seating furniture <laughs> with my quarterstaff, and I am utterly confused about why this has begun to happen. It, it's a chair with a big mouth, so... <laughs> Uh, imagine, like, a really terrifying version of that Pee Wee Herman chair. Uh, I believe her name was Cherry. No, I don't know Pee Wee Herman. You should Google that right away while it's on <laughs> someone else's turn. I was about to say it's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently a very polarizing show. <laughs> All right, so now it is Cherry's turn. Um, Can you confirm whether there are two or three chairs? There's three. One's un- one is gravel and where Dolomite is. Sorry. Gotcha. I see. Thank you. Icons don't stack very well. All right. So the first chair where Dolomite is sitting is going to make an attack against Dolomite. Um, and so he's grappled. And so um, he is going to uh, attempt to digest uh, Dolomite. With a 24 to hit. Um, that hits. I think that hits. Yeah. Do 10 points of piercing damage plus 5 points of acid. Oh, the next one going to attempt back on you, Saxon. You're not grappled, so it's going to reach out with uh, some like weird, slimy, pseudopod, Paul-looking thing. Try and hit you with that. With a 15 to hit. 15 hits. You take... 6 points of bludgeoning damage. And finally, the 
the large sofa is going to attack you, Solis. Um, and it's going to uh, attack you once with its little arm things. A 17 to hit. 17 hit. Oh, uh, 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh. And then it is also going to bite at you for a 10 to hit. Yes, it is. And then it's going to lash out at you, Luth, with a pseudopod thing. There, it's Cherry. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what Dolomite looks like right now. <laughs> Dolomite is so grapple. <laughs> Every week, there's something new to add to my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that last like... attack against you, Luth, is a natural one. Woo! It was the power of the cherry image that drove him into a natural one. We gotta do a permalink to that Google image in the show notes. Mm. Our first show notes. Alright, so... That was a bludgeoning attack. His uh, damage will be reduced by 1d4 for the next two rounds of combat um, because of that strike. All right, that ends uh, the chair's turn. It is now Glowin's turn. Can we go over those points of damage that the people took real quick? I had some daughter distraction. Uh, 11 on Solis. 11 on Solis. Dolomite took 14. Saxon took 6. Okay, thank you. Alright, I... I'm right next to Saxon, and I w- I'm shoving this girl into Saxon, like, kind of tucked under his legs, sort of, saying, you need to take her. I might become a wolf. Don't be afraid. And then I will actually cast Moonbeam on the chair that's right over, right next to me. So he makes a con save. And is he a shape changer? I mean, it was a chair. Now it has teeth. So it makes it a disadvantage if you would consider him a shape changer. Is it a constitution save? Yes, please. Slightly better than a one. Roll a two plus two, four. Okay. (coughs) Oh, a disadvantage. Hold, please. Disadvantage. (laughs) The second one was a one. <laughs> you need to get rid of that d20. That's wow, a one and a two. Yeah, wow. I need new dice tonight. I'm going to switch both of them out. It also instantly reverts, reverts to its original form okay. and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. occupies that same space right where you are. Yes. 
I guess it can't. It's a chair. Right. So, so I did make a mistake. Back it, back it up a little. It actually doesn't make the con save until it starts its turn there, and then I roll damage. So I don't know if we can push that forward or if you want to do that later on your chair's turn. Like, actually, nothing happens right now when I cast it. Mm. But it occupies that space, so if it moves right. out of that space, then... Big old shiny... Okay. Like, what the... What happens in, um... Oh, dang it. Right before the Witch King comes out, the big beam of light that, that goes into the sky. That's what happened. At Fangorn? No, at, um... As Gandalf rides out... Into... While Gandalf and Pippin are in uh, the White City looking out, all of a sudden, yeah. the white light in the distance. trying to remember what that what that city's called, though. Ascalia. No. No, it's the Minas Angol. Minas Minas Angol? That sounds about right. Something like that. I think it used to be Minas Kirith, and then they changed it to Minas Angol. Some when sort of got taken over. Could be wrong. Sauron's joint. He's <laughs> um, outpost. All right. So at the start of the mimic's turn, so a whole round from now. Yes, um, indeed. And if it moves, it can move just right on out of it. Well, it has to do it at the start of the turn. So you're going to at least get the damage because I can't move before the start of my turn unless someone pushes me out of it. True. So you will at and least nobody. Get... Avoid the moonbeam! I will yell. As well. So the you see the chair instantly turn into a amorphous brown mass with four red eyes and a sharp toothy mouth. Um, it just looks. It like actually. This all wouldn't happen till it's turn. So it said immediately. Oh, if it fails, it reverts. If it fails, okay. it's not even making the saving throw till its turn. Okay. Yeah. It. So it hasn't Sorry about that. My bad. All right. Uh, Saxon. Uh, yes, Saxon's just been handed this child, um, and he he kind of gets her behind him, keeping her back to that back corner, um, and he takes his. Uh, Walking King says, Desist! Desist, you fiend! Uh, and then he'll look over and um, say to Dolomite, Dolomite, now is not the time to be relaxing! Get up, good sir! And um, I will use a bardic inspiration on the five temporary hit points for. Um, Dolomite, myself, and who else got hit? Sorry. Silice. Silice. And Silice. Um, and you can move, use your movement, Silice, without provoking an opportunity attack. So, and Saxon would move back a square to there, kind of. Uh, Dolomite came with his Yeah, okay. I, I thought that was maybe the case. So. Um, and that, that's Saxon's turn. So five temporary hit points, and I can move. Sorry, I think it's not five anymore, though. Uh, it's actually eight. But they don't stack, so they if you stack. had it for 
Maxie, go up to it. No, it didn't happen. Um, I will not. I will not run from the sofa. Celise <laughs> doesn't run from chairs. All right. Um, Luke. Oh, man, I'm up already. Well, then, attack. Attack, attack, attack. We will start with a battle axe. And I, Luke yells, I will de-stuff you right here and right now. And he rolls a 7, which is a 13 to hit. 13. Yeah. No, it hits. Good. Oh, nice. It's a really big uh, chair. That is going to be seven damage. Seven damage. He is going to take his bonus action attack with his long sword. That is a natural 20. So Ooh. 20. Twenty. Uh, ooh, it's a good one. Um, go ahead and roll your damage, and then we'll triple it. Just the dice or total damage number? Uh, your damage, total damage. So total up your damage, and then we'll. Oh, it's gonna it be eight. Thirty-eight total. Eight total. Eight total. It's five plus three, so eight. Eight. All right. And then and then tripled. Yep. And then I have to make a con save, <laughs> which I fail. So twenty-four damage, and I can only make one attack on my next turn. Ouch. Excellent. Wow. And then I'm gonna use my final attack with my battle axe again. Fourteen plus six, so that hits. That will be six damage. That will be my turn. I will move, staying in melee, just right there, just giving Elise a path that she needs to move. Okay. And that's my turn. All right, Zephyr, you're up. Yeah. So I'm gonna yell, why does the furniture in your world attack us? And um, then I will, f I'm gonna flail this guy that's holding Dolomite. Okay. Oh, hey, that's good. Uh, 24 to hit. Uh, 24 hits. Five. Oh, that's not good. Five points of damage. Okay. Oh, that's all. I'm pretty all sure right. that's all. Dolomite's turn. Uh, yes, Dolomite, taken aback by sitting in the furniture and now feeling this acid or poison eating into him, you would like to make an attempt to get out of the chair's grapple. Yes, okay. Um, so, so you can do that? Just make a... Um, uh, 
A strength check? Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen just does it. So you're able to break out of the grapple. Um, and then, uh, so now just place yourself uh, onto one side of the... Uh, whichever uh, side you want to grapple out of. Yeah, how about he gets... Cute. I'm trying to get over there and, and hold up his um, and stagger up and get his umbrella up between him and the furniture. Okay. Uh, that'll do. It's Elise. Uh, Elise feeling. Elise is feel. I'm trying to describe. Think of the word to describe how she is feeling. Uh, that this is even a thing. Furniture attacking us. Like what? Uh, with a flip of her braid down her back, she whips her quarterstaff around and uh, double-handed attack on the same sofa again. That is a 13 to hit. Okay. 13 does hit. That is 10 points of damage. Nice. Okay. Second attack is a 19 to hit. Also hit. With 5 points of damage. And then repeating the unarmed strike, thrusting her uh, palm toward it and breaking it soundly on uh, some point where the frame structure appears to be beneath the stuffing. That is 21 to hit. Also hit. And that is 17 to damage. That's the exact number you needed to roll. You beat the stuffing out of this chair. So this... <laughs> this giant mimic collapses into a heap on the floor. Just as it does that, uh, <laughs> the two plants in the corner of the room uh, begin to make a move. Uh, the first one, out of the way, right quick. First one, uh, I'm gonna assume that you're holding this child and you have well, to set her down. Or did you say I was you trying you set her to down? put her in that corner, but I didn't yeah. realize it was occupied by a plant. Um, well, there's a pot there, uh, so as you can, okay. and and the plant is is it though the token is a full size. These are actually small creatures, and so they're about a quarter the size of this token. Okay. Um, so the plant will come to life, and the plant is going to uh, make an attack against this child. Um, oh, this is horrifying. Since it's the closest thing in its range. Okay. Um, so let's see what happens here. Um, it's a 17 to hit, which hits. 
I rolled a one on the damage, so she takes two damage. Uh, she has three hit points, and so she is not unconscious, but she is jacked up. Um, and the next tree is going to... Can I react to that real quickly? Yeah. Oh, what have I done? The vegetation has come to life as well, this poor child. Save us. This tree is going to head towards you, Salim, and unleash on you its viney wrath. Eleven to hit. I would expect nothing less, since I am its most formidable formidable enemy at the moment, but that does not hit. And that ends the plant's turns. Uh, the mimic's turn. Uh, big one's dead. The second one is going to make an attack against Glowin. Uh, with a... Uh, 16 to hit. 16, Lowen. Hit. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. And then the next one will continue to attack Dolomite. So did that happen? Did something happen where it changed form on that turn? Or no? The chair. What's the move? Did it happen on his turn? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. At the start of its turn, yes. So before it attacked, yes, then it would have changed form into the brown mass, and I need to make a save. Does that that? Um, so it turns into an amorphous brown mass with four eyes and a large mouth, um, and got like these weird like arm looking things uh, and it's gonna make its save with disadvantage this time I rolled a 17 and an 18 to save and I think that is a successful save con save I'm sorry yes 19 and so I still take damage but I just take half I rolled a 20. 20 damage? Yes. So I take 10 damage. Yep. Is it a d20 of damage on that spell? It's 2d10. 2d10. I rolled 2d10. And it will sludge its way out of that moonbeam up one space so it doesn't The next one will attack Dolomite. Uh, nine to hit. It's not hit. That will end their turn. And we're at Lowen. Alright, we've got two chairs left. I'm just going to move my moonbeam on an action. Okay. He, he like went up one square. He moved up one square. 
Okay, I'm just gonna move it up there. Okay. Hold on, also bonus action, I will cast a healing spirit. Um Over there. Um, I still took the seven damage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's still attacked. Okay. Cool. Right. Go visit Sarah. And then, Saxon. All right. Uh, Saxon would like to use his action to disengage from these one or two that are in his space, near his space, and pick up the child and run one, two, three, four, to the farthest point out, out in this corner. Carry on without me! I must, I must see to her! Here with me. Uh, yeah. Whoops, that's not... <laughs> are we... Maybe I'll be there. Yes, yeah, I guess the I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you control of that too. Okay. I'll just. I'll just say that I'm holding her. Okay. We're in a safe space. Right. Um, next up is Luth. All right. Luth is going to. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll attack the couch that is right next to me, and I inadvertently stepped into his zone, not realizing Dolomite was engulfed. First attack with my axe is going to be 22 to hit. 22 hits. Going to be 4 damage. Longsword attack. It's only going to be nine. That does not hit. All right, and my second battle axe attack. Eighteen to hit. That hits. And that is going to be another four. All right. Anything else? Uh, with that, I think I will, since Sarah is here, I'll step through Sarah. Okay. And that what? Glow, and you have the healing numbers on Sarah. Sorry about that. I did it at a second level, so 2d6. Oh, I'm sorry, 1d6. Five charges, okay. right? Five charges. So we used one. So there's four charges left. So that'll be max. No, that will be five. Okay. Right. And Zephyr. Okay, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on um, the couch nearest me. 
and it has to make a dexterity save. Yeah. 16. Oh, so it succeeds. So nothing happens. Didn't expect a couch to be that dexterous, but alas. Surprisingly quick piece of furnishing. Surprisingly nimble chair. That's all. Alright, Dolomite, sir. Uh, Dolomite, seeing Luth uh, move out of the line of fire, seeing an opportunity, will point out, pull out his gauntlet and fire off the Tasha's caustic brew stream of acid, 30 feet long, to try to get both of those creatures. Um, Dexterity saving throw. And that shoots how far it hits both of the guys. 30 feet. Yeah, 30 feet. Alright, alright. Deck save for the chair is a 16. Okay, succeeds. And the death save for the tree is. Well. Uh, that one fails. Okay. And it takes 2d4 acid. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, it takes 2d4 acid, and then each turn it takes 2d4 acid, unless it stops to wipe it off. Yep. And uh, nothing happens to the couch? On a fail, no, nothing happens. Or on a succeed, successful throw. Alright, so I, do you want me to roll the 2d4? Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, six damage. So the tree uh, is no more. It withers and wilts, and the acid takes the tree out of the equation. All right. Don't like doing anything else? Uh, no, I think he'll just stay behind his umbrella and say, uh, Yes, this, these are most... These are most inhospitable. Doing the wrong voice here. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> this is most ungentlemanly. This furniture. Kind of stay behind his umbrella there. All right, and the lace. Top of you. The lace is cracking up at the response about the ungentlemanly furniture. Uh, she also intended to call out at the end of her last turn. What is this? The wall from the seal? Um, she is going to move. So that she is in position to address the couch that is by glowing. And she is going to use the continue along with the success of the double handed quarterstaff attack on that couch. And that first hit is 25 to hit. Definitely hit. For seven points of damage. Okay. The second hit is 21 to hit. Also hit. For eight points of damage. Okay. And the bonus action unarmed strike. It is a 12. Just hit 12. 
but for just about the best damage possible on that one, that's 8 points of damage. Okay, another good turn. Next up, uh, twig creatures here. So this tree is going to attack you glowing since you're still next to it. Baby Groot style, it's going to reach out of its little pot, take a swing at you. Uh, seven to hit. Mm, miss. Then that ends its turn. Then we start the Mimic's turn, which another saving throw. Zoom. With disadvantage, so that it was Constitution. Yep. Nine points. That's a fail. So, 8 damage, and it reverts to its original form. Now, it is a slimy pile of weird um, brown goo. Uh, and it takes 8 damage, and it is going to move again out of here. Back uh, the next one's going to continue its assault against Dolomite, clearly offended. It can't... Oh, sorry. It can move in the gooey form. Okay. It kind of sloshes around. Sure. Yeah. Um, offended by Dolomite's posterior assault, it's going to continue to attack him. Uh, one team not natural to hit. It's... least possible damage. Four points of blood damage. Okay. And the, the umbrella. He glances off the umbrella and gets him in the leg. Alright, glowing your up. Um, I am just gonna move my beam. Unfortunately takes a whole action. I'm going to move it right on over top of that same guy again. Okay. Is that it? Um, yes, that's it. All right, Saxon. Saxon um, is a little bit disturbed by this creature, whatever this blob is coming his way. And he will... Uh, Load up the crossbow and fire a just a normal, normal arrow. With a twenty-three to hit, oh, and a ten da- ten piercing damage on the crossbow. Ten piercing damage. Yep. Alright. Um, he'll he'll just say It appears anything could become animated in this home. Don't don't touch anything else. And Luth. Alright, Luth will continue his assault on the couch. Who uh so viciously assaulted his posterior part. 
battle axe attack is going to be uh, uh, 15 to hit. 15 hit? Uh, that will be 5 damage. Alright. Second attack is going to be 22 to hit. Also hit. That will be 11 damage. Alright. And my bonus action attack with my longsword going to be 23 to hit. Just hit. <laughs> and that will be 6 damage. Okay. Um... Yeah, I guess I'll stay here. Hang on. Yeah, I'll stay there. That'll be my turn. Right. Seth Bay. Yeah. So I'm continuing to attack this chair that I'm adjacent to. And I'll try to flail it again. Okay. Chair adjacent there? Huh? Chair adjacent. Chair adjacent. Cherry adjacent. <laughs> um, 15 to hit? Yeah. Oh, I almost got an 8 full damage, but I didn't. Um, 9. That's it. Alright. Dolomite's turn again. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, you look deep in thought. Yeah, sorry, because you didn't realize it was coming up. Um, I'm trying to think how to not use up all his spell slots here. Uh, Dolomite will hold the umbrella forth and, and pull out his um, dagger and just try to slash at the... He doesn't want to get too close having having experienced the uh, previous uh, posterior uncomfort discomfortability. So he's slashing at it with his dagger from afar. Uh, which is going to be a... No. Uh, seven. Seven left it. It's about as effective as that attack is. Salise, you're up. And actually, could he um, slide around all the way to the Sarah side and bypass Luth and still be in without taking an opportunity attack? So he'll yep. break. So he'll jump into that Sarah. Right. I think I started off with Sarah. I'm going to roll the healing for that. I think it's 1d6. 1d6? Yep. 1d6, sure. Oh, a 1. Alright, Felice is on fire. She is whipping around, clothing, whipping, 
raid whipping, staff whipping. She is like a whirlwind, whipping around, hitting bad guys, furniture and puddles of slime. Uh, she is going to do her double-handed quarterstaff attack on the piece of furniture that is still in her range. Yep. That is a read. That is a an eighteen to hit. Eighteen hits. Don't get any moonlight on you. Uh, I haven't moved. I haven't moved. Last time, eight points of damage. Alright, this one erupts into a pile of brown goo. And where is the moonlight? Right over him. Can I move to stand next to Glowing? Yeah. The, without, the, without getting in moonlight? Yeah, this, it's this square. It's only, it's only one square. Okay. Okay, uh, my my partner is communicating yeah. to me that I should indeed do that. And yes. yes, thank you. And then attack the plant with my second quarter staff attack. Okay. This is a fourteen to hit. That hits. Four five points of damage. In the most violent way possible, you dismantle Baby Groot from his potted plant holder. And can't call him Baby Groot. <laughs> Trying to make you feel a little bit bad. Let out a roar. <laughs> she is feeling it, and she advances toward the. There's, there's no reason not to advance toward the final remaining opponent currently, right? No poison spray or anything? There's nothing currently in your way. Nothing currently active. And the unarmed strike. It is 19 to hit. And it's. And it is max damage of 9 points. Wow. Another solid turn by Celise. Um, bringing us to the Mimic's turn who will attempt to um, gonna attempt to grapple you Celise uh, it probably does not succeed go ahead and make a strength check oh strength it might succeed I'm not strong strength check Four? Four total. Totes. Right. You are yep. grappled, uh, and you are going to take a bite attack, uh, which he will make with advantage since he's grappled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rolled two natural 20s. Mm, definitely hit. Uh, and it's going to do its maximum damage, is what the card is. So that is going to be a... 
19 points of damage. Um, 11 piercing plus 8 acid. So 19 total points of damage. And you are grappled by the chair. Got it. And it's Glowin's turn. Thanks for those uh, temporary hits. Which wall was that tapestry on? Uh, it was above the, the fireplace here. Okay, can I weave my moonbeam over around to the other guy mm-hmm. and leave it on top of him and then as like my bonus action um, go over and sort of give it as good a look I can? Uh, a full investigation check would be your action, but if you want to like like grab it or whatever, like, but to spend time to examine it would be an action. Well, what can I do? I can touch it? Yeah. I mean, if you, you can, like, as a bonus action, you can, like, pick it up if you want to take it off the wall. Uh, sure, I'll touch it. I When I touch it, it's solid. Oh, I'll touch it. Was my detect magic still up at the beginning of this room, I think? I meant to ask you that last week. I'm not sure why I didn't. I don't recall. Detect those mimics, but... Sorry? We had a long conversation in the other room about where we were resting. We were investigating guy's body. And it's concentration now, so your moonbeam would replace it either way now, but I don't recall if it... uh, Okay, no, I'm not recasting it or anything. Okay, yeah, I'll do whatever I can. I'll touch it. It doesn't do anything. I'll roll it up and... I mean, it's a, it's a framed canvas on the wall. Oh. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's not huge. It's liftable. Like, you could, you could pick it up and take it. Like, it's probably two feet wide by three feet tall. Sure, I'll take it down and just start looking it over as best I can, I guess. Okay. Uh, you wanted the... Uh, there were two There were two things on the wall. There was, um, there was a the painting... Uh, of the moon, and then next to it was a cross-hatched tapestry uh, that said Home Sweet Home on it. Which one did you want to take? Oh, I was thinking the tapestry, but you're saying it's framed? Yeah. Is the other one easier to, like, take along with me? They're both, like, framed. Um, like, one's a stretched canvas, the other one's a framed um, cross cross tapestry. All right, I'll take the tapestry. Home sweet home. Okay. I mean, later on, as an action, you can remove it from the thing inside the wall. Sure. Okay. All right, uh, Saxon. Saxon, uh, very relieved that the blob in front of him appears to be non-moving and uh, unaggressive again, uh, and yet also very confused by Glow and pulling things off of the walls. Uh, is going to see if he can take aim at this one last remaining chair with the crossbow. Can I shoot through there or no? Uh, you can. Okay. And he's, he can't, he doesn't have the opportunity to get into the, all the bells and whistles of the crossbow because he's keeping this trial. So it's a normal shot with a 19 to hit. 12 plus 7, 19. That hits, yep. Uh, eight piercing damage. All right, and that is enough to 
terminate this final creature in the room. Uh, so as your arrow falls and the creature lets out a weird sofa-like screech, screech um, sounds like you know a very large person sitting on a chair. Kind of that noise. Um, uh, it collapses uh, at your feet. Uh, we are no longer in initiative order at this time. Well, this is most disturbing. This is the least hospitable home I believe I've ever stepped foot into. Can I actually do a better inspection of my, sorry, Derek, of my thing that I'm holding now? You can, yep. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. Six. Uh, six there. I mean, it's, it says home sweet home on the front. You turn it over. Uh, some writing on the back. What languages do you speak? Common, Draconic, Druidic, Elvish, Giant. Okay. Uh, language you don't understand. It's a single word written on the back. Oh, I'm sorry. Two words. I'm going to start showing it to everybody as time allows. So Saxon would like to take the little girl into the healing Sarah um, and then he would look he would be happy to look at it. So she gets one hit point back. <laughs> twice, <laughs> twice I've rolled ones. So she's at two health out of her max three. Police would definitely take one or two of those charges. Okay. Am I allowed to have a you know, competition for them? Go for it. I'm by me. I'm, I'm still at like two uh, but I have eight temporary hit points that are. Yeah, like well, actually, Dolomite would probably stand to use some a charge, yeah. if that's possible. He got like bit. Yeah. He was low coming in today, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I took one. Alright, so. I, I rolled two dice, a two and a three. I'm not sure what I should do. Re roll or take the lowest or take the highest. Just roll, just roll it again. Just re roll, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you got yeah. the better one because Dolomite only got a two. So. Sarah's a little weak today. <laughs> Alright, Sarah's all used up. She I did change the spell, so now the spell icon is always Sarah. Oh, nice. So I don't have to change it anymore. Luth wants to rummage through these couches and see if there are any loose change purses or chains <laughs> that might have fallen down into the... Alright, um, go ahead and uh, make an investigation check. Just for future reference, I do have one prayer of healing at third level left. Assuming I don't have to waste that third level spell slot soon. Um, yeah, I'm hoping we can actually, at some point, succeed in a short rest. That would probably be the best use of our resources. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a nine. A nine. Um, as you dig through the piles, uh, 
through the seat cushions, uh, you 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 do find um, uh, a brooch of some kind, uh, gold, uh, plat. Sorry, uh, looks like platinum inlaid brooch. Uh, and you find uh, thirty-two copper pieces in the cushions of the mimic. Nice. Can I take an action for Dolomite? Yep. The Dolomite would say. I believe that furniture was trying to feast on my fanny. And uh, I think with his curiosity, he would probably also want to try to look through and understand how these came to life, if it was mechanical means or magical means. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. Go ahead and make an investigation. Okay. Natural one. No! Still distracted by the pain as Fanny. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, he's taking this attack a little personally and um, <laughs> can't seem to determine what uh, would cause a sofa to come to life. It's never something he's ever experienced. Fair enough. Regarding the tapestry, or the Yes, we have other languages. So Saxon would take a look at it. Does anybody know what this says? Is it going to come to life too? Uh, So he speaks Elvish, Sylvan, and Primordial. Or understands what I should say. Dolomite understands Draconic, Giant, Loxodon. Yep. Uh, So I believe... We determined with some writing last week that you couldn't read. I let Dolomite, uh, with his linguist ability, understand that it was in, uh, in, written in Celestial, but you don't know what it says. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, it's the same as the writing that was on the walls in that upper room. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you don't know what they, well, you don't know what it says. And so specifically, you guys did not investigate or whatever the room. Your roles were specifically geared towards those sofas and that tapestry. So if there's anything else you want to look for, look around, do in this room, uh, you can feel free to let me know what you're doing there. Um, I'm not going to limit your search capabilities as of right now to the whole room since it was targeted towards these sofas and that painting. So, real quick, should, do I just put this down as a brooch? Should I put a monetary value around it? Uh, just put it down as a brooch for now. Okay. I would like to look at the other wall hanging. Are we going to rest? We can investigate more while we rest, right? No strenuous activity while resting, but you can... Kind of poke around the room a bit. Depends if we bring anything else to life, whether or not we have to do the rest of it. A couple of people were talking at the same time there. Is that the thing? What were you doing? Being terrified of this new world. <laughs> <laughs> and exhausted. Not literally exhausted, figuratively exhausted. Chloe? 
I wanted to look at the other wall hanging. Yep. Go ahead. Take it down. Check it out. Sure. Uh, investigation check on that one. What would I have to do to make perception checks? Because, you know, like I notice all the things. Like, should I just stand against a wall and just look at everything in the room rather than so what are you targeting trying to items? Like if, if you're trying to, like, if you're trying to do the uh, Sherlock Holmes psych, I'm going to look for things that highlight out to me, then yes, you can make a perception check. If you're actually, like, trying to figure out how something works or what what's on something, then it would be investigation. So, mm-hmm. All right, I'll stick with investigation for this. Can somebody pick up? I what can was that? guide you. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Dolomite would be curious with you. Sure. I can give you guidance. Is is that allowed in addition to the help? Yep. It's a D4. So advantage with a D4. I'm rolling both. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, this specific painting, uh, as you take it off the wall, it has less dust on it than the other one had. Um, looks like it hasn't been hanging here as long. Uh, you take it off the wall, you look at it. Um, it seems like whatever was hanging up in this thing's place was uh, a different size. You see that there's like you know, the wall, the way that this is hanging on the wall, you know the other whatever was hanging here before it was just slightly larger and you notice the difference in the dust pattern um, between the, the painting and the wall. So something else hung here uh, previously and it has been replaced with this painting of the moon. Hmm. Painting of the moon when I turn it over, nothing interesting. The painting itself, uh, no, it just appears to be a painting of the moon. Okay. anyone else that wants, I mean, if there's anything else you want to do uh, in the room specifically, I don't think anyone did make a perceptive check around the room for any things uh, that may have seemed. You said there were bookshelves? Mm-hmm. I think Saxon would be interested in looking at the types of books on this bookshelf to try to understand better. Oh, I'm sorry, this room did not have bookshelves. Oh. This room has a fireplace, chairs, and the carpet, and a couple of end tables. There's no bookshelves in this room. Oh, okay. He does not appear to have been a reader at all. Do the end tables have like those little drawers that you can open up? Uh, they do not, open. but on one of the end tables is a black candle that is unlit. I'll, I'll kind of pick it up and smell it. Does it smell like licorice? <laughs> uh, it doesn't have an odor to it. Or death. Just a black candle. You said it. it's unlit now. Does it look like it had been lit? Uh, it does not look like it is. So, um, are the couches unsittable? Couches? No. Wait, which one? Unsittable? Unsittable. <laughs> Alright, I'll sit down on the floor and try to start. There's still a bearskin rug in the middle of the room. so you Resting. Can try it. 
try your fate with that bad boy. <laughs> I'll talk to it. I'll just be like a bear, berry. So, uh, Sax will actually ask Glowin. Glowin, uh, have you ever seen such a thing where the uh, cotton plant could uh, come come to life and have such malevolence toward toward the occupants of the room? I I must say I, I haven't seen such a thing in all my in all my years of visiting homes and and manors and in some mansions and castles. This is a unique experience. But I know you are gifted with all things natural. That is not a plant, nor is it natural. Oh, what, what do you make of it, then? I, I was assuming that. What do I make of it? <laughs> um, think stick bug. Um, it's a creature that is designed as a natural defense mechanism to appear plant um, and its type its creature type is actually plant so it is some form of plant well I'm going to stick with it's not natural <laughs> that was some sort of creation designed as a defense for the home yes and, yes, and what about the mud blobs with the teeth the, the couch, it has melted into some sort of mud or something? Yes. What are these? What's going on in this room? The forest doesn't have any of these. Are your homes always like this? No. no. need for a lot of defenses? No, certainly not. And in particular, the sitting room should be the most comfortable and hospitable place where you welcome your guests and they sit and they may have a drink and gain some refreshment after a long journey and they wait to meet with the proprietor or you have a business meeting. This is uncalled for. I've certainly never seen such a thing. Well, that relieves DM, me. We, I'm sorry. Go ahead. DM, did we investigate what these creatures are? The super creatures? They were, uh, I mean, Dolomite tried to determine their origin. <laughs> Unsuccessfully, Luth decided to dig through the couch cushion, but did not specify to identify what they were. They're just monsters that appear to have taken the shape of sofas. Can I investigate to see if I can determine what this uh, inadequate foe I was fighting was? Uh, make I, uh, instead of an investigation, I will allow you to make a history check. See if your studies uh, and time in the monastery would have given you any insight to what this might have been. An eleven. An eleven. Uh, you don't know what exactly, but you recall that there are creatures that I mean, you know, you've met shape-shifting humanoid people uh, who have the ability to appear like other things. So you get the idea that these are creatures with similar talent. But uh, you don't recall anything specifically about the nature of this beast. Your has taught you to be vil- vigilant against hidden appearances, though. Mm-hmm. Are they all the same size now that they're defeated? No, the large one is larger. Okay. And what is their appearance? 
uh, after being destroyed, they uh, appear to be this weird brownish um, jelly-like creature. Um, while everybody's doing all these things, Luth would just plop himself down in a corner and look at the brooch. Assuming we have enough time, he would try to take a short, short rest with it. Okay. Yeah, I think that was an intentional alarm. That was what? I think that was our intentional alarm was to take a short rest. Okay. Yeah. So, as everyone's resting, um, I'll say after after a few minutes, we're kind of taking some time for quiet. We'll, we'll speak. To well, well, my friends, we we appear to have uh, failed every test thus far in this in this domicile. Uh, we have uh, you know touched the magical mirror to activate the hidden spiders. We have. Spoken unsuccessfully to the suit of armor, who cannot return uh, the phrases we need. We have found a key that goes to nothing. Uh, we have found a second key that so far goes to nothing. We have defeated the minions, and then we have activated more minions out of the furniture and deposited them. Uh, I can only imagine that things must go up from here as. This appears to be the lowest point that we have experienced today. I, I'm sure we must keep our heads up and, and certainly to get this child to safety and blah, 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 and so on and so forth, uh, to refresh everything's inspiring. Does that what does that do for us? I feel us? a little bit more discouraged now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're inspiring us by telling us this is the low point. Well, I hadn't been counting up all the things we failed at. <laughs> this is an aspect of Saxon's, uh, you know, mindset that you're getting privy to. He's, what he's, did that do for us? Uh, you can go up, back up your tempted points, go back up to eight. On top of whatever, I assume people are doing short rest pit dice. Yeah, then you can also set your tempted points back to eight. Um, Nick, can you tell me what Dolomite's hit dice are? I can't see that. Well, it should be, I've been keeping track separately. It should be 21 after all these ups and downs. Okay, so he should have eight left currently. Um, and he has uh, how many temp? Eight? Eight, yeah. Temp, okay. And then. Um... Short rest. He has. Uh... 
His hit dice are 1d8 plus 2, and he has 5 of them. Okay. 1d8 plus 2, and I just wanted to mention, so one of my um, traits that we haven't used much is the... Um, oh, gosh, then I lost... Song of Rest. Uh, if you or any friendly creatures can hear my hear the performance at the end of the short rest by spending hit dice, they get an extra D6. Um, so that would be an additional 30 minutes. So your inspiring leader is 10 minutes as well. So it'd be a 40 minute right. rest to do that. You have to play. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were, I thought we were taking a short rest, like an hour. Right? So like, yeah, it's an hour plus whatever, 10 minutes of your speech. So yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think we're in a hurry. We don't even know where we are or what we're doing. So basically, if you're choosing to use hit dice, you get one extra D6. Okay. And you said, don't, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You said don't 1D8 waste plus time. two. So if you want to tell me how many you're rolling. So he has five D8s. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would say he would roll D8s up until full. So let's start with one D8 plus the D6. So that's five. That's the 26. Uh, let's roll two more. And so he's at 36. He's used three hit dice. So let's go with 36 hit points and three hit dice used. All right, so I'm working off three hit dice and... Temporary. Got it. Uh, if you refresh, you should see that. Okay. All right. You spend the next hour resting in this room. Anything else? Yeah, I am interested in casting my Find Familiar spell. That I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. I assume I can't do it during the short rest. Like send it exploring while I sit here and rest, observing through its eyes. That would be not restful. I'll do the rest. You could probably cast him. How long does it last? Two hours now, right? That's casting time one hour. You know, I don't have the spell on my... Uh, it's under your features and traits. I look... I, I... Wild companion. But the spell isn't there. You know what I mean? Like, I cast the find familiar. I see. Yes. Which says it takes an an hour of casting time, which can't be possibly be right. I double check. Gotcha.
I mean, it says as an action, you can expend a use of wild shape to cast the find familiar spell. Okay. Then yeah, then it. So an action. Yep, it takes one action. And it disappears after two hours. Yep. This is a case-specific cast of the spell. Yep. Well, I guess as soon as I'm able, I'm just going to quietly... It says without material components. I don't know if it's... It just, it just happens. So instead of you shape-shifting... Something shapeshifts out of you. Uh, would it be noticeable, do you think? Depends on if people are perceiving it. What's people's passive perceptions, and then you can roll a stealth to do it. Um, stealthily, if you're trying to. I'm not necessarily trying to be stealthy, but I also don't want to explain. So I'm just going to sort of be like wandering around the room, I guess, as we're finishing up our rest. stretching my leg and um, be near the door and cast w w can I get something under the door uh, no the door is I mean it would have the find familiar like what are you trying to cast like like a, a bug would fit under the door but I don't think find familiar works as a bug oh okay it's um, a specific set of creatures that find familiars. they're all like I think a rat's the smallest one. Well, lizard was one. Lizard, yeah. but it like I think bearded lizard wouldn't wouldn't fit under the okay. jam. Rat, okay. They're all about that size, squirrel sized. All right, I'll just wait then. And for the rest of the spider? remainder of our time in this dungeon, no spider's not on the list. Oh wait, it is on the list actually. So a spider. Oh, all right. Well, I'll do that. And specifically for the rest of the time in this place, I still am thinking about that mirror and puzzling what could that be and hoping we go back there and looking for something that looks to be the size of what was taken off this wall in this room and replaced with the moon picture. So, um, you can continue to... <clears throat> Again, no one specifically looked around this room for anything out of the ordinary. They've only looked at very specific items. Um, so no one has, like, spent time poking around the corners of this room. Um, so that has not been done. So you don't oh. Know. I mean, can I thought passive perception. Yes. You can do that during your short rest. Yeah, Definitely. And I kind of figured with my passive perception, I would just notice a lot of things and um, be able to identify something of that correct size. Yeah, I guess your one million passive perception is something I don't ever take into account. Um, I have to think about how to use that without it breaking everything. Like, you can't just walk in and be like, I know everything, but we have to figure out how to balance that. It was well, a feat, so... It should be powerful. Well, yeah, I mean, just because I notice everything doesn't mean I know exactly how it all fits together unless I'm thinking about it. Right. Um, so then, in time, you would find another painting in this room tucked behind one of the plants that's not alive uh, that looks like it would fit on that. 
plate. It is a painting of the manor. From the front or from a different yep. angle? From the front. From like what you saw when you first teleported here. Like the painting of the, the actual map. Does it look like what we saw when we came in? Mm-hmm. Does it match? Yep. Hmm. And that and the black candle are the only two other things. Should I take this black candle with us? I'm not sure. For sure. Let's light it. I have a cantrip that seems like it should be able to do that. I think I do. Well, well, wait, we just did a short rest, right? So, were there objects? I mean, Luth has something, but is the candle, is the candle special? Maybe we don't have, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Like to rest with it? Right. Didn't we, didn't well, when did we find, like, the painting and the candle? Did, candle could we have rested? before the rest. Yeah. Was somebody snuggling it up? Sure. Okay. I didn't say so before the rest, though. It's fine. I will allow. It's the it is. It does have some magical properties. Oh. The candle. I think Jeremy's with the baby, but he has words. I'm sorry, what was the question? Since we're doing a short rest, we're talking about trying to identify items that we've acquired so far. I think he had a sword of some sort, or the brooch or whatever. Oh, he did mention the brooch. He mentioned the brooch. Do I still have a, I, so when I first, so I already said that I was gonna sit down with the brooch. So yes, I'm definitely gonna ask about the brooch. But is there something else that I have? I feel like I had something else that I needed to look. Yeah, the, the sword from the Oni. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I still have a sword. I I don't think that was ever documented in my character sheet, though. Oh. Um, but let's start with the brooch because that's what I said I was going to do. Okay. Spend some time investigating the brooch. Jeremy, do you remember the specifics of that sword at all? Uh, sword. nothing other than I tried to use, I, I was going to use the identify spell, I didn't have materials, so basically we don't know. It's a sword, but we know it's magic. Uh, where, where, where did we get it from, I guess? Just the guy, who, the big green or blue guy who attacked us, the big Oni guy. Coming up the steps, the big guy. Okay, okay, gotcha. So, um, Zethafei, I added an item to your inventory. You can refresh, see that. 
handle. And Luth, you spend some time with this brooch, and you're focusing on it, staring at it, and staring back at you, and um, you reach the end of your short rest and determine it's really pretty. <laughs> um, you're pretty sure the metal is platinum. You're pretty sure the jewels are some kind of um, sapphires. Okay. It looks no pretty estimation on and it looks very well made. No estimation on value or anything like that. No. Seemingly not magical. Seemingly not magic. Is that the page you get that item? Yes, I was hoping it was a woodwick candle, but actually, an ever-burning candle of the deep, which um, the flame of this candle is not extinguished when immersed in water and will never burn the candle down. It gives off light and heat like a normal candle. So if we ever have to do some underwater exploration and need a light source, I guess this could help us out. Cool. I'll stow it away. And I'm looking at this painting, but I didn't short rest with it or anything. Can I just like roll an investigation or something like that? And the tap look the home sweet home tapestry? No, the one that the one that was the ivory the mansion. Yeah. Front of the man. No, it's not a map, it's just a manor. painting of the front of the manor. Painting, okay. Uh, yeah, you can you can roll for that. Yeah, I'd like to look at that with you for yep. a second. If you want to each investigate or do one with advantage up to you. Sure, I'll, I'll roll. Oh, were you rolling twice? No, I, I was rolling with you. Okay. okay, I rolled a 19. Oh, well, you're better. Uh, 14. Uh, this painting is a little bit nicer than the painting of the moon. Um but does not seem to be magical in any way. Um, it was uh, taken down, kind of placed in the corner of the room behind the plant and replaced. Doesn't seem to know why necessarily. Um, why would there someone... doesn't seem to be anything fantastic about the painting. Why would someone take down this, this rather nice painting of the front of their abode and put up this very plain painting of the moon. Not even well done, they paint not even good quality. I don't understand if they're getting ready to move when they starting to pack up their belongings. It seems so strange. Along with that weird dark candle, it almost looks like a some sort of weird ritual or something. Weird? The hmm. candle's cool. It's black. It's most most decorative candles are more of the white or the cream, or you know, an occasional yellow or even pink. But the black is a little more pop. Oh, I didn't realize. My people often burned black candles. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. It checks out. <laughs> so you the feel one... right at home in this room, then. <laughs> No, this place is horrible. <laughs> Why have you brought me here? You're welcome. Your home was creepier. <laughs> I disagree. We have been attacked by furniture here. 
and masses of spiders. Just that was horrendous. And we found a small child trussed up like a turkey to be eaten. Yes, that's pretty okay. unconventional as well. Something is quite amiss in this house. I should say so. Unconventional, to say the least. Actually, I did have one idea. As I was expounding upon the uselessness of the keys, I thought maybe the owner here uh, is uh, you know, nearsighted or maybe a little absent-minded. Could, could the keys be labeled incorrectly? We have two keys and maybe the labels are backwards. Or maybe there's another key. Should we try the vault key at a pantry or the pantry key at the vault? Yes. Have we not been doing that? This place was guarded by a robot. Yes, we definitely should be trying all the keys everywhere. Give me those. I'm going to start sticking them in outlets and stuff. <laughs> That's how Chloe got electrocuted. Just before we get to no electricity in this house. Electricity. Bust the candle. Before we get too far, I would. I would have handed Celise the sword and she wasn't doing anything and having her do, if she's willing, be like, Celise, here's a, a sword. I'm going to be looking at this brooch, but if you want to try to identify this sword. <clears throat> Can I have spent time to effect with that sword during the short rest? That is fine. She didn't do anything else, so that is fine. Uh, the sword is a plus one long sword. I'm assuming she would pass that information back yep. to me. At least it seems to be a straightforward <laughs> sword. <laughs> uh, uh, not my area of expertise, certainly, but uh, appears to have a gives you a, some small advantage in combat. Does yes, that's correct. Uh, you can just add it to your inventory. Just type in longsword, and there should be an option to add a plus one longsword. Whoever's going to hold on to it. Okay. Yes, I thought it was a longsword as well. I'm glad we we're in agreement. <laughs> Is there anybody else that uses a longsword in this party, or should I equip it? Sentry. Mm. We'll have R.I.P. We'll have a whole outfit for Sentry if he ever makes it. <laughs> We'll have enough magical items for a sentry that we can just like rebuild him with them. <laughs> we'll just channel his essence into the new magical items. It'll be great. It won't so be how, at all. How many of us though have actually gotten nothing? <laughs> and Sentry's got a whole wardrobe that we're carrying around. Well, there are other rooms here we haven't discovered. Let us go explore these other rooms. All right, so before we end the rest and head out in the other rooms, we will take our, our break at 10 o'clock now. So uh, take uh, five or so minutes, five to 10, I guess, and then we'll come right back. All right, welcome back. And guys continue your exploration so uh glow and you wanted to drop a creature out the door uh, after
after your rest. Um, no, I think I decided not to do that when I was spending more time looking around the room at that other painting and stuff. So your rest is over, you've got your items identified, and ready to go. Just to the, to the basement or to the other rooms or the pantry? I like the idea of exploring the basement. Well, not like, I'm terrified of it, but... There's a door across the hall. Yes, let's at least crack the door. Open the door. Is this a time to have a conversation with a girl? With what? Is this a time to have a conversation with her? Time to have a conversation with a girl. Oh, she's oh. she's unconscious. Like she's just like oh. not. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know if her condition changed throughout the time, but I heard she was not unconscious or whatever. Does she need healing? Do are we in a position to? She does not. Yeah. I mean, she can only go up to one more hit point to three. I'm not sure if one. Going from two to three is going to make that big difference. I was fortunate that the that, that little tree creature rolled a one on damage, and um, it was the cre- tree creature, not the uh, ah, so mimics that were attacking her. Yes, I would hope that we could take her out front and find someone respectable to care for her, but it doesn't sound like she's from around here. Well, she is from around here. She was from a village. Nearby? I don't know how near. We didn't see it when we stood outside. There was a larger city on the outskirts that you can see. DM, is there anything in any of the rooms? No. Is there anything in this room, or if I poke my head out the hallway, is there anything that I can see that might help me discern where we are. I think we asked that last week based on where the building was and where the city was. That was a question we tried to determine last week. You were unable to successfully determine where in the country. You are on what appears to have the same uh, sun and moon kind of patterns. So like you, you see the same stars that you're used to seeing. The temperature feels similar to where you were from prior to the tropical island that you were on, um, but you're not sure where on the continent you are. Does it feel familiar weather-wise? Uh, yes, it did, yep. To prior to you leaving, yeah. Okay. Yes, I think we have to explore. Saxon, you want to go look at this other room? Yes, yes, should we leave the child here and let her sleep and, and we can come back from her. It seems difficult to carry her around through the whole house as we're under siege. This room is nice and close to the entrance and we think I don't mind point. I, I don't imagine we'd go all the way to the basement and leave her here, would we? I mean, if we're close by. I'll do whatever the group thinks. Well, I'll start I, I gathering. Should... 
I certainly can. Don't have the strength to carry her and be in combat. But someone else does. I just, she, you know, she was in mortal danger over here with this, this stick plant thing, and I, I didn't even know it was there. Feel bad about that. I do worry a little bit that she might be in more danger with us than without us, but I would also hate for her captor to come upon her here and take advantage of her again. Tie her up again try to keep her prepared for. Alright, let's go. We'll, we'll start walking toward the door. Yeah, maybe we just leave her in this room while we open these doors here. How about that? I'm just gonna whip it open unless somebody stops or that's me. Hoopa! <laughs> the door whips open with a crack. Uh, well, for in- <laughs> <laughs> No, not yet. Uh, inside this room, you see books, 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 books everywhere. Books. Uh, there are enough books here to keep anyone busy for a lifetime. Just so stinking many books. Give you a visibility. Be careful, I've heard some of these books have teeth. Well, that's the strangest thing I've ever heard. Stranger than couches with teeth? Yes, nothing would surprise me. You make a good point. Don't touch anything. Books, books, books. Bookshelves, bookshelves, books, and there's a small, uh, sorry, well, a large desk in the middle of the room. Um, there's a few books open on the desk. Saxon would definitely be looking at as many books as possible and trying to gain as good an understanding into the owner's mindset from what he can see here. Agreed. I'd look at anything on this desk for general investigation. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, a room like this is traditionally called a library, I believe. Something called a study to be a library. Uh, so go ahead and make an investigation check on the shelves and the desks that you're looking at. Not being particularly interested in books, I would just wander around taking in the room. Okay. 14 for the desk. Go ahead and make a perception check while they're doing that. So, Saxon was an 18 for the books. Uh, so the two of you working around the room and looking at everything, um, you see books cover a wide variety of topics. Here are some title examples. We Held the Wall by Grisif the Last. Wealth of the Realms by Arod Goldsmith. Signs, Signals, and Semantica by Esvina Greatstaff. A Compendium of Mechanics by Katewern Frostbrocket. Confessions of an Assassin by Anonymous. The Care and Feeding of Hydras by Volthamp Gideram. 
Um, you notice a significant amount of books in... You notice that the areas of the books are kind of by type. Types of types of study. They're not really chronicalized by a library that we would... Uh, not alphabetized by an author. They're in, they're in a way that it's... You know, this, these books are about nature. These books are about war. These books are about... Um, stories. These books are about astronomical things. And most of the astronomical books seem to be missing, and a bunch of them seem to be open on the desk. Those books that are on the desk would fit into those shelves um, where uh, any of the astronomical research would be. So uh, whoever was researching in this room at this desk was doing research um, on astronomical planes and moons and stars. Um, and there is a specific book on the desk that's labeled Planes Within Planes. Huh. Are these relevant. woodworking planes or planes of the highlands? I believe it's something along the lines of that uh, airship we, we traveled on. Oh, they call it a plane? I've always called it an airship. Well, you know, they come up with these modern names. No, wait! Wait a second, that, that creature down in the pit talked about a plane or something. A destination, a, a part of reality, I believe. The Hydra, I, I, the Zethaphase friend. I think Dolomite would be thumbing through the books as well at this point. Yeah, I was actually going to uh, kind of snag the one on mechanics and kind of just say under my breath well the library is is for the, the gaining of knowledge and I'll grab that book and hand it off to Dolomite <laughs> thanks okay yeah I want to just see if I can check if there's any books on smithing smithing specifically smithing yes indeed okay. uh, yeah, you, find, you find a couple of books on Armor and weapon creation and smithing. Some are um, detailed instructions. Some look like maybe plans or something. Uh, I don't think you're proficient in smithing tools, or are you? You might be because of your background. I think. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yes. I'm sorry. You were a smith's daughter, smith's right? Tools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they seems like basic smithing guys schematics, plans, you are able to read and identify. So I will pocket one that appears to be the most likely to have knowledge that my family might not have it. So either the newest findings or the most innovative technique, I'll just sort of briefly look and I'll pocket one of those. Okay. Yep, you can put in there a Smith's book in your inventory. In I rolled a 22 on the room. Okay. Uh, as you continue to look around, um, another book catches your eye glowing on the desk. Um, it doesn't look like some of the other books. It's not it's not bound and labeled. Um, but it, it does catch your eye. Everything else in the room seems to... Um, seems to be normal. Um, you don't see anything out of place. You don't see anything odd. You know, except you know the astronomical books on the table. Um, there's a journal with a bunch of notes. Um, 
in it about um, uh, these are not written in celestial these are written in common um, things like um, they make reference to something called tempered glass um, they make reference to a telescope uh, the notes are not it's not like a not a journal in that like dear diary it's more like just like oh I had a thought and he just kind of wrote it into a corner of a book and I had another thought and he kind of blotched it down in another spot of the book it, it's hard to make heads or tails of what's in the book but you see things like tempered glass you see telescope um, you see something about making a good dressing mirror um, and then the other book that you identify on the table looks like some kind of wizard spell book as you look through it it has um, the arcane um, runes to a bunch of I'm sorry no not spell book uh, a, a bunch of spell scrolls there are there are one two three spell scrolls on the desk not a book are they in a language Saxon can understand uh, they are rolled spell scrolls uh, as you open them and read them. Um, I th think you have to have the ability to cast them to read them. Uh, so I will tell you that one is knock, one is dimension door, and one is blight. There. Grab those three spell scrolls and add. someone can add those three scrolls to your inventory. I believe I created those scrolls, and so when you search uh, in inventory, yeah, you should just search Blight, and you should see a spell scroll of Blight. You should be able to add that, and you should be able to search Dimension Door, and there should be a spell scroll of Dimension Door and Knock. Whoever's going to add them in your inventory, you can do that. I, if I saw him, I would bring them attention. Bring attention, probably to Zethafay and Saxon. Yeah. Yeah, Zethafay. Yeah. Uh, do you have one that you? I uh, so I don't think I have knock or blight. What was the other one? Dimension door. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I, any of them are useful to me. Although they sound very interesting. So. My class is capable of casting the spell knock, even if I haven't taken that spell. Is that is that what you so mean? The way the way a spell scroll works is you you read the scroll, the scroll burns up in your hand as the energy right. flows out of it, and it casts whatever spell has been stored into it. So I guess the question is, can any character cast any of these, or only a character in a class that has access to this magic? No, it it's only in the class, right? Uh, there are specific rules about the spell scroll. Um, if the spell is in your class list, you can read the scroll and cast it without providing the material components. Otherwise, the scroll is unintelligible. Um, casting the spell by reading the scroll requires the normal casting time. And once it is cast, the words fade and it crumbles into dust. If the casting is interrupted, the scroll is not lost. If the spell okay. is on your class's list, but of a higher level than you can cast, you have to make an ability check with your spellcasting modifier to determine if you cast it successfully and it has a DC 14. On a failed check, the spell disappears and there's no effect. Um, the Blight one specifically, 
is a fourth level spell. Uh, the saving throw for that is 15, and its bonus is a plus seven when you roll. Wizards can copy spell scrolls into their spell book, but none of you are. So, these are like one-time use spells. So yeah. you're saying they do have to be cast do by a character. Do have to be cast by a character who, who can cast the spell. So basically, Glowin or Dolomite could cast Blight. Saxon could cast Knock. And, I'm and Dimension Door. Oh, I can? Yeah, yeah Bard. Yep. Oh, okay. I'm not the Bard. Okay. I can't find where Blight says. If you, if you search the spell, up, not the scroll. Yeah, indeed. On, like, look at the spell, it has a whole list of classes. Why don't you take it for now, since Dolomite's not available? Sure, definitely. And I guess I'll take the other ones. Wait, what about... Can anyone else do Dimension Door? No. I don't think he can take Blight. What's his... Artificer. He's not on there. Artificer is. Oh, okay. Alright, I'll take it. Blight's bone. Well, these appear to be most intriguing. It, uh, this could be very useful in a pinch, some of these magical abilities here. One-time use, of course. Maybe when you fight an Oni. Or to get the door open. <laughs> Nick's just salty that we snuck ahead and killed the boss, and now we're going backward. <laughs> Bedroom insight. <laughs> um, could we give special time and attention to the Planes Within Planes book? Are there any notes or anything that's been highlighted or... Yeah, there are notes in that book written in Celestial. Written in Celestial. I was going to ask whether Zethafe can read any of this, because, I don't know, she's from a far, far away fake island. Uh, yeah, but there was writing there. Um, what are the languages that we have on your sheet? Um, I was trying to look it up earlier. Draconic. 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 I think yep. that's all. Yeah, so so Draconic and Common are probably the two okay. that you know now. Yep. Yeah, I just wasn't sure since I was like the only person aside from the other priestess in the tri- tribe that knew Common whether I would have learned to write it or not. Uh, yeah, I would say that you, you know how to read and write. Uh, yeah. That would be part of the training that you were given by the, the priest, the head priestess. Okay. I would be very interested in the Planes Within Planes book. It's probably way beyond my intelligence, but knowing that my island has just been sucked into a plane, different plane of existence. Yes, why don't you hang on to it? We may need to reference it, and maybe, perhaps we can study it together. That sounds good. No one else speaks Celestial, right? No one does. Yes, I'll study it at night and see if anything comes to me. Uh, I guess I'm just pocketing this journal that I found. 
if you come up with anything in Goblin that's like super important, <laughs> fancy, I'm your girl. Probably in one, some of the one-offs, we might be in a cave and you might overhear some Goblin. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've investigated to the best of our ability. Is this a door over here? Yes. Uh, shall we try the adjoining room? And I'll just Indeed. pop the door gently. I will swing the door gently. Is that the only door? This down here isn't a door. Uh, that is not a door. No. Uh, all right. As you pop that door open, you are back in the hallway. Oh, the other end of the hallway. Yes. Yes, we didn't traverse this side. All right, how about I just go down here and open the next door and look in? Yes, there are so many doors. It, it could so take okay. what for this whole manor. Yes, why don't you look at this next one? I'll get the bottom one. You want me to do this one next to it? Okay, sure. the room to the south. The small room features a hole in the ground from which a foul odor wafts. Oh, good heavens, I closed the door. It appears to be the water closet, and there is no water. It's, it's quite a profoundly un, uncalled for in there. Exactly what it is. <laughs> you oh, got the better of the options, doesn't they? Well, maybe... Make- as long as none of the furniture and it tries to kill us. Okay, I open the door. Uh, what was your passive perception, Saxon, when you opened that door and looked in? Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, okay. Uh, it smelled real bad. Not like it just yeah. It's just wafting out. It's just like uh, it's not I a mean, it's not a sh- not unusual. It just you know. It's gross. yeah. My character would have no interest in exploring yep. that room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah better perception for that sense. <laughs> uh, the next room. Lord Saxon, we're, we're so luxy, lucky that uh, Dolomite didn't explore it with his sensitive smell. He, he might have been knocked out. Yes, that's a good point. He's uh, maintained a good distance behind us, and it's, it's for the best in this case. Certainly. Hey, hey DM, I'm catching up. Can you remind me what was at, what happened in the library where it looked like someone was in the middle of writing something or someone was in the middle of studying something and left? It was just uh, journal notes in a journal that were not easily deciphered, but it just had a couple of words scribed down. Um, tempered glass. Uh, this makes a good dressing mirror. Uh, telescope. Just random thoughts and notes in a journal. We took, we basically took everything that seemed interesting. Got it. Yeah, I just couldn't remember that detail. Yep. Okay, when you open this door, uh, there is a 
single robot here, and he is has like a greased rag. He's wiping down and cleaning um, a bunch of robots that are lining the back wall. He's kind of cleaning, polishing, organizing, and taking care of general maintenance on these creatures. Um, this appears to be some kind of workshop. Um, there's mechanical constructs resting against the walls of this large room full of tools and work tables. There's wooden cabinets with labels such as bolts and iron bars. Um, one humanoid-like construct is, uh, he's made of cogs and gears, is standing uh, near seven, looks like other offline constructs, cleaning them with an oiled rag. As you open the door, he looks and says, Intruder alert! and turns and flips the switch on the robot in front of him, and it too comes to animated um, behavior. So this one and this one are both online, and I need everyone to roll initiative. I can't just slam the door shut. The door! That's what do. You can. Don't let Dolomite in here! We'll never get away! He'll be stuck in here for hours exploring and- Oh, Dolomite! <laughs> nothing- nothing of interest. Do I have to go initiative before I can slam the door shut? Uh... Yeah? Okay. You can still slam the door shut. Maybe if we shove Dolomite in there and leave him, he'll come out with a, a slightly less intense interest in all of these knickknacks. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Alright, oh, Saxon. Fun, uh, Saxon is an eight. Eight. Luth. Oh. Luth is a fourteen. Fourteen. Zephyr. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Dolomite. Four. Four. Salise. Sixteen. Sixteen. Chloen. Seven. Alright. Guys, it's my night. Seth of Bay, you are up. Yes, yeah, Salise is Slam the door. I slammed the door! <laughs> <laughs> Which way does the door open? Do I have to like lean against it to keep it shut, or do I have to pull against it to keep it shut? It opens shut? in. So, so you I have, have to, to pull lean it. on. Pull on the doorknob. Yep. Okay. I will do that. So you Just hold the ground. Take I'm not a defensive strong. stance and hold the door shut. Might be a mistake. You uh, should probably tell people what you saw, because robot. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Robot. Are, are they aggressive? I think they're about to be. Are we gonna do something about it? So I'm not sure what we'd gain by fighting all these dozens of robots. I mean, just many, many parts for Dolomite. Many parts. I don't know how much damage it would... How much time and energy and blood and sweat it would cost us, though. 
if they can get out of this room, we can't just leave them. We have a girl laying in the floor of the next room. Do we have the ability to throw a bomb in there or something of the like? Oh, well, maybe could, someone could cast a blight in there or something. I don't know if they're impacted by that. <laughs> uh, no, that's a single target spell. All right, so um, I'm going to allow you guys another like minute of conversation outside the door, and then it's going to count as the first round combat, and then we'll start at the top of the order with the de- when a decision's been made as to what you're going to do. So you can continue to chat in the hallway about what you saw and what's going to happen. And can I we'll put start. my ear to the door and see if I can hear anything inside? Uh, yeah, make a perception check. Ooh, almost an alpha 20. A total of 22. You hear robots starting to move around. And the door opens away from us? Yeah. So, Uh, is there a chair or something we could wedge in? Oh, fireball. Yes, nothing ever goes wrong with those. I don't know what you mean. Sounds like a mess in guys. I mean, we can take them, obviously, but it's just a question of whether we want Yes, if someone has a compelling interest in taking apart these robots... That, that's fine. If I wasn't apt to go after them, go ahead if you wish. You I, like- think, I think Dolomite would definitely want to go ahead. I could go either way. I'm just going to go grab that girl if we keep going. I feel like we're holding Dolomite by the tail to keep him from running in there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I wish the door opened the other way because then we yeah. have a lot more options for barricading it. block it. Yeah. All right, so that's the first round of combat, and what has happened inside, you don't know. Um, so I'm not going to tell you by moving anything around, because um, this room is now dark to you. Uh, so go ahead and tell me, Zethafei, what your plan is. You're up. Yeah, I'm just measuring distances, sorry. Um... I think Dolomite is adamantly persuading you that we must go in there and investigate this. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... I was not going to investigate. I was going to shoot fire at them. Because um, intruder alert didn't seem good, and everything has attacked us in this house so far. Um, 150 is the range. And it's a 20-foot radius. Uh, 20 radius is this. It's pretty big. It covers almost all of them. But I couldn't. I can back it up where you want it. Actually, hit us. You can control that icon if you want to put it somewhere. If you're just measuring it around. There we go. I wanted it to be like that because that touches all of them, but none of us. Right. It does indeed. Okay, I will. 
throw the door back open and cast fireball centered there. Okay, so when you throw the door open, this robot is here. Oh, this one is here. No! This one is here. (laughs) Okay, I think they're still covered. They are. It's fine. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that the contents of the room changed while you had the door closed. That's fair. Okay. So I've never cast this before intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) So Zethafei kicks open the door. Bam! (laughs) Whoppa! Yeah, I point my finger to a point within sort of the middle of the room and it blossoms into a low roar from a low roar into an explosion of flames every creature must make a dexterity saving throw okay i'm gonna start at the top and work my way down first creature deck five um that does not succeed, but I just realized I should roll damage so that we can be halving and applying as we go. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let me do that first. I was just going to mark them, but that's better. Yep. Oh, so many dice. Oh, 27 is the total damage. 27 is the total damage. Okay. Um, so, so then half of that would be like 13, right? Uh, yep. It seems like that could be just enough to kill you. Twenty-seven is a very familiar number. <laughs> it does sound it does sound dang familiar. Twenty-seven yeah. is the loneliest. <laughs> All right, so the first one fails and is immediately obliterated. Cool. Second one fails, also destroyed. Third one fails. Wow, a three, a two, the and a four. Previous fourteen, by the way. Alright, so Dolomite. I rolled a three, a two, and a four. And so that's Dolomite is weak, is, is like, no, no, don't destroy them all, just disable them! A 15. Hey, that one wins. He dies too. No! <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting to get at least one success to like build up the suspense. They're all toast. Uh, they all had 11 hit points. Um, and they are all. Back at Dolomite as he yells, oh. like as they're all incinerated. Dolomite's like, "Don't kill them!" No, <laughs> what have you done? I, I don't know how to do robots. They were gonna attack us. These could have been so useful to us. Well, you can go look at their parts, maybe. I, yes, I don't yes. know. We are no longer in combat. However, all of the robots are piles of parts. The cabinetry and walls of this room are set ablaze. Dolomite running around, <laughs> trying to clean out little fires. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he have a water thing? Maybe that was an old one. Ada used to have a water thing. That's how she got a fire <laughs> belt. Oh, oh, I'll go in there and I'll like use my cloak to like pat down some small fires if I can. Okay. Is it gonna like take the mansion down on top of us, or is it? I mean, just the room's cool? on fire. Oh, dang it. Everything's dead, but the room's on fire. We're going to have to put this fire out, or it's going to cause some serious damage. Okay. I will also help put out the fire since my cloak. Okay. 
I think I do have a water spell, but it's not prepared. Is the padding of things enough? Does someone want to run to the kitchen and get like a bucket of water? Yeah, the, the room is, I mean, it says right in the spell, it ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. So, I was imagining the room as like a stone. Uh, the, the shelving, the yeah. um, tool cabinetry, all on fire. The workbench, okay. the oil no... rags combusted immediately. I would... I would say Dolomite would probably do an investigation check at a minimum if everything in this room is going to be a loss. Yeah, and I'll go. Something to focus on. Yeah, for sure. And Saxon will go try to search for water. If Saxon comes back having found some, I will, like, run back and forth to the kitchen getting some. Okay. Uh, There would be a source of water in the kitchen. Um, And so you could probably spend some time getting water from the kitchen. Uh, and running back and forth as, as a group and kind of fire brigading. and keeps bamping back and forth. Oh, there you go. What's, what's You don't get the full range because it's more than the, the 30 feet, but you, you can save a lot of time, I'm sure. I take I take two people stations in the, in the bucket for <laughs> You pass the bucket and then you're all of a sudden third in line. <laughs> can I go into the, what I think Saxon, I don't know what he called it, or if he just said that little room smelled, but maybe I would think that there would be water if it I called like it a... the water closet and said there was no water, water closet. Can I go in there and look in there and see? Yep. Okay. So we're going to do a couple things here. Uh, Dolomite's not participating in the bucket brigade, you decided. He's frantically trying to find things so, in this room that are worth yeah. salvaging. So please make an investigation check for Dolomite. Okay. He's mourning the loss of this robot technology. Is anyone giving him guidance? Or... I'll give him <laughs> advantage. <laughs> okay. It is his specialty. He's ra- he's raging. He's, oh, he's okay. rage looting, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you might need a guidance, too, because that wasn't great. Uh, that was poor. Uh, it was a... What did you say? Investigation? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he... Okay. Yeah, so it's a 15 as it stands. 15. Okay, that's that's enough to find uh, a couple things. Um, the thing that catches his eye immediately is a metal shield in the corner. There's an elephant face on the shield. Um, wow. He sees that. It's just a, a metal shield with an elephant face etched onto it. Um, he finds four sets of tinkerer's tools and a chunk of rock uh, in a glass display case that says moon shard uh, in addition to various nuts, bolts, uh, pieces parts, cogs um, in the room additionally uh, he finds a whole bunch of random parts but those are the things that um, he, he knows are of intrinsic value and the sh- you said a shield with an elephant etched a shield on? with an ele- elephant face etched into the front okay So you guys are working to extinguish the fire and Glowin pokes her head into the water closet thinking, water closet, let's go. Perception check for the water closet. Oh man, a 10. Uh, I think your passive though is super high. So 19. 
Yeah, uh, it smells. There's no water in here. There is water. You look down the hole, and you can see the refuse from the house running under the house and out into the back of the, the property somewhere. Um, you do notice some um, some uh, muddy, you assume it's mud, uh, footprints that come up out of that hole um, and make their way out of the room. And, and by the time they get out of the room, they've kind of faded out. But some, something has been something has come out of this hole at some point. Um, Do the footprints smell? Yes. What sort of shape are they? Uh, humanoid booted so small but booted I mean you know um, human or child dish size um, footprints like small small adult small female or adult that girl child did that girl have boots on or not Uh, no she was barefoot okay and they were leaving the building or coming in coming in coming in from the toilet I'm going to help with the water. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it's over, I'm going to go into a wolf and try to track the scent of the footprint. Okay. Um, I'll, may, I'll uh, go ahead and make a perception check with your keen sense. The fire would be out at this point. It takes time to put that fire out. Dolomite searches the room. You find those items, and then uh, you're making a tracking check with uh, your wolf. 23. So you're able, while the visually, visually the tracks of these footprints wear out um, about halfway down this hallway out this door, uh, your keen sense picks up on a track that goes into the kitchen area and then uh, also goes into this room. These two rooms are where those tracks have led. When and what order, you don't know, but those are the two rooms that the tracks lead to. It looks like one time somebody came out, or like it was back and forth? Uh, the tracks from, I said the tracks visually wear out before you get to these doors. But oh, I mean back in the thing. Did it look like it happened more than once, that it was a... There were just one set of tracks coming. One, okay. The privy is large enough for you to squeeze into like like any of you could fit into that hole if you chose to fit into that hole so I can no longer communicate audibly or in words but as things are dying down I would try to go up to that door and scratch at it and make it apparent that I'm sniffing around sorry what form so did you pick? a wolf Okay. a regular wolf or the dire wolf a uh, uh, dire wolf So, anyway, whenever we're done the fire and the robots and whatever. Alright, Saxon will just uh, help Dolmite pick up some of these things as I'm guessing Dolmite is distraught with grief at all the lost mechanical resources. Yes, yeah, so I mean, I would add a set of Tinkerer's Tools, Dolomite's inventory, at least one. And then if anyone else wants to claim the other three sets, there are three other sets of Tinkerer's Tools up for grabs, and this Moon Shard, and this Shield. 
I'll take some Tinkerer's tools. Yeah, I think stacks would as well. Why wouldn't we take them all? Are they sellable? And I think we're just dividing them up if anybody wants them. I'll take one. Mark there we in. go. And then you have a moon rock, and and you can just put moon shard in your inventory. Whoever's taking that, and then the metal shield, so you can just put like elephant shield. So I was thinking he would take those, but I can't manage his inventory. I can do that. Um, equipment. Sometimes Team to be honest, amazing. What What you mean is D and D is all D and D Beyond is always amazing because you know they're going to sponsor us one day. Well, the complaining part of his statement got cut off because he wasn't facing the mic. So <laughs> I think we're still good. If they sponsored us, then they would always all. We didn't hear that either. <laughs> Things are in his inventory now. Just out of curiosity, so the cabinets and all this stuff along the walls, everything other than what he found is destroyed. Uh, not destroyed, but not of great value. So nuts, bolts, okay. cogs, iron bars. Um, so if you want to take a, a sundry of any of those items, you could, but th they're just parts. Okay. I would take a handful of those. I think when I go home, I would, that would be interesting to share with them. Yep. So you can just, I mean, if you want to, I mean, just make up some mechanical parts and throw them in there. They'd be like cogs, springs, metal bars, nuts, bolts. <coughs> I'll pick up a widget and look at it and say, I do wonder what this does. Dolomite would start explaining something about how it looks like an actuator arm for uh, one of these robots and how fascinated he is by it. And it's a real it's like, shame. A real shame we didn't get to study how these things move. I'll pick up a few nuts and bolts and hand them to Dolomite and just be like, sorry, Dolomite, I panicked. There were just so many of them and I'm so tired. <laughs> Lots of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Exhaustion center. Literally. Sh shall we move along then? Or? Yes, I'm sir. whimpering. I'm whimpering at this door. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh yes, I see Glowin is up here. It's on the scent of something. Oh. 
It must be hard to not have imposable thumbs. Are you wolf right now? Yes. Oh, yo, you can't open the door. Okay, Saxon, come to the room. After <laughs> <laughs> staying watching for a minute and then realizing. <laughs> Alright, so you open this door. And this is a large room covered in a variety of plants that have overgrown their pots. A low magical light glimmers in the middle of the room. A scrawny, haggard man sits near the light, seemingly entranced by it like a lightning bug, or like a like a moth to a flame. Um, as you open the door, he turns and says, Nobody can disturb the master! And looks like shocked that you're even here, or appalled that you would be here. And as he does, the light in the room glows to full force, and this scrawny man... Um, hair comes out of his body, his mouth elongates, and he turns into a master splinter-looking rat creature. Um, And as he does this, two swarms of rats creep out of the side of the back of the room and begin to make an advance towards the door where you are. I will give you visibility to these items. Does he smell like poop? Yup. Yeah, I'll, I'll shout back. It's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. The, the, here's the rat man and his rat friends. <coughs> I, 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 I'll be in the back there. So we're going to roll advantage one more time. Initiative. Initiative. Mm-hmm. One more time. Start with uh, Zephyr. Got a natural one for a total of four. Sorry, not sorry. Four. Celise. Fourteen. Luke. Thirteen. Saxon. Six. Glowin. So I've never been wolf when rolling initiative. Hmm. Do I add a different dexterity modifier? Uh, a different initiative? You use the wolf's dex and strength, but you use your int and wisdom, so be with the wolf dex modifier. So just add the dex modifier to what I wrote. Okay, seven. Dolomite? Sixteen. And I rolled poorly as well. Dolomite is first to act. Too bad he wasn't first to act in the last room. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I think that Dolomite would would try to... uh... Negotiate. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. We we come in peace and would like to 
learn more about your wonderful domicile. We, we are not here to harm you, if you would but speak to us in peace. Um, which is not anything special, I guess, unless it's a persuasion. I don't know. Uh, make a persuasion check. Uh, wow. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, okay. He uh, snarls back and seems indignant that you would be here sneaking in and breaking into his home and interrupting the master about his work. Uh, he's having no parts of this conversation. Uh, seeing that reaction, uh, Dolan Light will get his uh, out of view of the doorway and reach his hand over, grab out his stones. That's a bonus action, right? Bonus action. Magic stones, yeah. Okay. Salise? Oh, I gotta change this music. This is too happy for rat, but rat fighting. <laughs> uh, understanding that this is a house where things are controlled by other things, I'm gonna go for the primary thing which appears to be this man. So I'm going to move here and I'm going to attempt to attack him with my quarterstaff two-handed. Okay. So uh, just for flavor's sake, you are standing next to a pillar with a ball on it that's glowing super bright. Looks like, like when you stare at it, it looks like a big round thing. Looks like a full moon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> 23 to hit. 23 hit. Ooh, max damage. No, not max damage. 10 points of damage. 10 points, right? Second attack. I have rolled so many 11s this game. It's another 11 for a total of 18. 18 hits. Max damage, 12. Okay. And... My bonus action, I'm going to take patient defense. You're taking pace defense with a key point? Patient defense, yep. All right. Luth. Alright. Luth is going to run in and I guess take up position on this side of that gentleman. Going to cast his echo right here. And then he's going to attack the main guy with two yep. attacks. Um, feeling that the longsword was better balanced and was really feeling good, he switched that to his main weapon, and now the battle axe is his secondary dual wielding weapon. Yep. So his main attacks are going to be with his longsword. And that's going to be a 15 to hit. Hits. 
going to be seven damage. Okay. Second attack is going to be 17 to hit. Also hits. And that will be six damage. With that, you lop the head off of this rat-faced being. Whoa. Well, I hope we didn't need to speak with him. He did not seem the friendly sword, Saxon. There's still rats attacking, so you're still on initiative, so you kill them. Oh, but sorry. since it's late, um, and they're only CR 1-8, uh, we will say that in a swift round of combat, since they also rolled a 2 for initiative, uh, and our last on the initiative order, um, Glowed in her wolf form, Saxon, Zethafei, would be able to easily handle uh, dispatching two swarms of rats. We're going to go ahead and punch them both out now and take you out of initiative order. So we can explore the room. I'm going to smell around. Yeah, I think Dolomite would be all into orange and strange glowing thing. Uh, Yep, so Dolomite grabs the strange glowing orb um, and takes a look at it. It's It's a hovering... Just hovering slightly above the table, it's uh, kind of there, producing light. Uh, Saxon, you recognize this item. Um, it appears to be a drift globe. Yes, so I... much of the one you have. This was. This was what was powering the airship and maintaining it aloft. These, uh, if you if you speak the word, I, I, <coughs> I was, uh, you know, I, I was able to acquire one of these when I was working up on the envelope and if you speak the word it will rise up in the air or if you speak a different word it will turn bright very bright light remember in the in the pits when i i used it to light up the whole pit sorry we guys sorry we're trying to fix our camera i think that was about all Does this mean that whoever was here had something to do with that airship, or it's the same technology? Maybe we're in a place where this knowledge is commonplace and everyone understands it. Maybe there's an airship in the backyard. Well, that could be convenient. Is there anything else of note about the room, the plants, or anything? Uh, the plants seem to be, in this case, normal plants. Uh, however, you do notice a uh, a long, looks like a walking staff in the corner of the room. Uh, it's hard to spot with the, the plants growing around it, but it is it's stuck in the in the center of the room. It looks like a large gnarled root, um, and it looks to be a walking staff of some kind. That's the only thing that looks odd. Um, I'm going to pull it out of the plants and nose it toward whomever it's closest to. And hope maybe they give it to me later. (laughs) (laughs) This group's not like Wow. Okay. That's fire. Uh, I think Dolomite would pocket the drift globe 
refer to just say, just say whoever is closest it's... to that Nick and they I don't mind holding on to it for okay. glowing. Uh, so the your... drift globe is still glowing. Okay. So Saxon's like, don't like, uh, try, uh, try, what, the one that responded to me, it, I say, a light. And it, it brightens up. And I see it arise, and it, it rises. Five feet. So can you try that too? Uh, he does, and they respond to those, those readings. Um, so, Drift Globe added Dolomite's inventory, and then just put uh, Gnarled Staff in your inventory. Got it. Alright. Uh, anything else? And Dolmite made out like a bandit the week he's not here. If <laughs> <coughs> nothing else in the room, I would, I would be sniffing around trying to follow, continue following this smell. Did he seem like he was the source of the smell? Did you answer that? Yeah, he did. Okay. Does it appear that the plants? were growing towards the drift globe in the center? Or are they just unkempt plants? Uh, they look to be... Make a make a uh, perception check. Uh, uh, eight. Eight. Uh, they look to be unkempt at this point. Uh, they're just overgrown completely. But this whole room appears to be dedicated as a greenhouse of sorts. So take with that what you will. Yes, I'm not apt to stay here long with uh, all this vegetation which could turn against us at any moment. I am happy to continue on. I think we should move through. We're still looking for Alexadon, correct? Is a, did you say something about a rat man or something? Was that? Was I'm that assuming that's what we just dealt with. Right, so was this the creature that absconded the child from her home? So I'm glad that we've defeated it. I, I think so. It, yeah. I mean, I'm a wolf. There's nothing I'm on his pers- person. Is that the right word? Yeah, we, I think we would check that before the... Uh, yeah, uh, you can make a investigation check on the rat. Okay. Uh, sure, maybe Dolan might. No, I won't do that. Saxon gets a 17. And Dolomite gets a 8. Uh, his clothes are worn and tattered. Um, he doesn't look well off. Uh, and 
He is carrying a small coin purse with about 20 silver. Well, not about 20 silver for the purse. Pick the point silver. Um, have, have we ever seen? Has anyone ever seen such a being like this? I can't tell if he's a, a part person or part creature or part of each. Uh, when the when the globe went out, uh, he changed into a human form, even though he was dead. His appearance changed. Oh, that's sure. Yes, I've never seen that happen before either. Did we hear him yell a command word when he turned it on and changed? He yelled, nobody interrupts the master, and then something happened. The globe lit, and then he attacked him. We should treat this globe with great caution. I'll, I'll pull out, Saxon will pull out his globe and speak uh, a light to see if it has any impact on it. Uh, it does not. I don't know what to make of this experience. I don't know what to make of this entire place. I agree, Celise. So many strange things. So, was this creature saying he was the master, or was he saying we were not to disturb someone else who was the master? I don't know. He's been the master to defend his own home in such a weak manner. The robot told us that the master was not home or not available. Indisposed. Indisposed. So I don't think this man is the master. Well, he seemed indisposed. Well, that's true. I don't know. Maybe the next room will tell us more. I think our true answers lie in the basement. But yes, let's see. Actually... Saxon, having been into the kitchen for the water for the first time a bit ago, will recognize that there's a door down here. I was kind of wondering if the wolf, if my wolf scent was going to lead us to there. I was just waiting for the... Wasn't there a scent leading to the kitchen? How about we track over there together? I'm curious about the keys. Okay. Saxon and Glowen are at the pantry door, door area in the kitchen. Whoops, I don't fit. <laughs> is it is it locked? It is, is locked. Ooh. Uh can I can we collect everyone together? Come, come over here. We want to try out the pantry here, but who knows what, what may spring to life. You weren't in this room since last week officially, so I'm just going to read you what you see in this room. There's no longer a girl tied up on the table. Uh, there's a small kitchen. There's an oven, a stove, cabinets. There's a table for preparing food. 
there's a wooden door, which you're standing in front of now. Uh, there was a girl tied in uh, on the table, and a cleaver was jammed into the table near the child's head. So there's a, the, the cleaver is stuck in the, in the table there in the center of the room, and then this door here is, is leading into that room, which is locked. All right, so who had the key? At one point, I thought I did, but maybe I have it written that you do. Okay, so I'll, I'll pull out the key, and going on a hunch, I'll pull out the key that says "bolt" and try it in the door. It fits and opens the door. Well, un- Un- opens the lock. Uh, the door's not open yet. Unbelievable! This not the, this not the pantry key. No, the the vault. Vault key. Yeah. It's funny. What? Disorderly manner he keeps his possessions in to have mislabeled it. Priceless, uh, or his uh, key to provide security. All right, we open the door. Disorderly or clever. Sorry, disorderly or what? Disorderly or clever on purpose. Ah, could be. All right, so who's who's in the room here? I think we wanted to have everyone. Everybody. Everybody. We're assuming everything's coming to life against us. Everybody! You open the door, and I need everyone to make a constitution saving. No! Ooh, this is so exciting. I can't see. It's just like... It's a one. The one. Uh, okay. Natural 20. Am I rolling initiative? Constitution saving throw. 21. Natural 1 for a tail of 3. Alright, so everyone who rolls less than a 15 takes 14 points of poison damage. As a burst of foul smelling, gaseous. I'm so glad you called everybody Pores, in here. <laughs> grossness explode. So anyone less than a 15, so that would be Salise. Who else? How close do we have to be? Uh, Dolomite. We can't all be jammed Dol- up in. It 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 pushes 20 feet out into the room. Oh, my word. Okay. Yeah, that hits everybody. Um, After the initial burst, uh, it seems like the... the the door had been closed and locked for a very long time. Whatever was once inside this is, is molded and reeks of decay and has transformed into some type of gaseous spore that, upon being disrupted, explodes in your face. Uh, as you look into the pantry, there's only one thing that remains um, not decayed and gross, and it's, a, it's a several small vials. What's sitting on a shelf with liquid inside? Red liquid. I'm sure it's good for the constitution to be exposed to a variety of different, uh, different uh, allergens and such, and I'm sure it'll be, it'll make me healthier in the end. Yes, I'm not sure it's good for my constitution, but actually, actually it doesn't, doesn't quite bother me as much as there wasn't uh, a half different option, right? Give you visibility in there. Oh, good question. What was the question? There wasn't a half damage option for those who succeeded, right? 
Uh, nope, you either took the damage or you didn't. Okay. Um, as someone not poisoned, I would probably go and take those vials. Okay. How many were there? Four. Well, I suppose it was my turn to make a fateful mistake and have something for My apologies. On a positive note, this probably means that the pantry key unlocks the vault, which we already unlocked. <laughs> what, was the, what was the vault? The basement? Sorry. Is that the one we lockpicked or something? Yeah. Yeah, we still haven't been down there. Okay. Yeah. Going into the next well, room? We have a room and a basement to examine, and Luke wanders over to the other room. Alright. This room has double doors, so it's a larger room. Who's gathered here when you go into that room? I assume everyone follows you out. Yeah. The kitchen. Sure. Yep. Probably still stowing those vials in my backpack. I'll feel long. Sure. All right. You open the door to this room. A large bed sits against one wall. There's a wardrobe and a dresser uh, on the opposite side. The dresser has a gigantic mirror attached to it, which is covered with a bed sheet. Uh, it appears no one has used this room in quite some time. So here's your, just clarify here, this is your bed. Um, this is the dresser with a mirror attached to it that's covered with a bed sheet. Um, and this is the wardrobe. Little night table, nightstand table. Why is the mirror covered? I can't tell. Now, I can say, since you're in your wolf form, uh, Luth will walk over and uncover the mirror and say, Please don't no, Luth! Oh, oh, oh. It seems like we have some some curiosity around mirrors. Alright. When you uncover the mirror, another one of you is standing in the mirror, like normal, except it reaches for you. Need you to roll a strength. Or a strength check. My gosh, it's like that Netflix show, Lock and Key, which probably I'm the only person who has actually seen. 20, not natural. Okay, it is unsuccessful in grappling you, but it steps out of the mirror and begins uh, to attack uh, you. Fun, I would attack back. Anyone else around you at this point? I, did he go in first? I want to say he went in first and I was near him because I didn't get poisoned. I'm not. Saxon is going nowhere near that mirror. Oh, is everybody already in the room? I was going to say, like, as he went in, well, maybe he didn't run right over to the mirror. Okay. You got it. I was going to say, like, I, I blocked the door if he walked right in and I see something weird oh. happen. Oh. I was planning on still being in the hall. Okay. Uh, 
So you were with him. Uh, so I will say that a copy of you also appears, Bowen. Uh, oh no, I was specific. Okay. All right. Well, no, never mind. That's all right. Then I'm going to be in the room, out of the way of everybody else. Sorry. I was specifically trying to not have myself be in the room, but I wasn't sure how fast he went in and like. Well, he, if he went in and took time to walk over and uncover the mirror, it was enough time for more people to follow him into the room. I'm thinking so. There would be at least two of you in the room. Okay. So anyone who would have been caught, anyone who would have looked at the mirror at any point and caught eye with their reflection, a spawn would uh, have appeared. So I would think that Dolomite would have that curiosity. I'm guessing. Exactly. Seems fair. So we'll put the three of you in, and now there are three duplicates of you in this room. Uh, so go ahead and um, what's 11:30? Do we want to handle this now, or do we want to call it? No, let's go later. All right. <laughs> so uh, real quick, just so we don't forget, I'm gonna copy and paste versions of you in this room, so that we kind of know what's up. We will resume next week with can you I, fighting your mirrored selves. Can I, as a response action, throw the blanket back over the mirror real quick? Like uh, so as soon as he steps out of the mirror and the other images step out of the mirror, you throw the blanket over top of the mirror. Uh, okay. And that that can be my first action as initiative. Okay. Uh, cool. Anything else we want to? Clarify before we end our session tonight. Nope. Not for me. Alright. Lots of cool discovery. Reach out, everybody. Oh, it's 